0: For 2023, welcome to the show coming at you live from Queen's government offices in Admiralty. Today, I'm Andrew Work,
1: And I'm Janice Wong.
0: Masks be gone. Where are they? While some are planning mask-burning parties, others are saying, I just can't quit you.
1: Students no longer need to wear masks in school, but many are still choosing to wear one for now. Likewise, on the streets and in public transport, there's a mix of masked and unmasked people.
0: Schools in particular have had heated debates about mask policy, and today we are going to get into it with our panel of experts.
1: After 9.45, we'll look at another equipment failure in public hospitals, the second safety scare in
0: the past two weeks. Let us know what you think on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 233 uh, we've got three guests we'd like to introduce you to this morning, starting with Amy Chan, who is in charge of the school curriculum development at Yan Chai Hospital Choi Tung Wan Primary School. Good morning, Amy.
2: Hi, good morning. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Yeah. We'd also we'd also like to welcome mervyn Chung, who is the chairman of the Hong Kong Education Policy Concern Organization. Good morning, Mervin. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Also joining us is Jocelyn Yu, speech therapist at a pediatric clinic. Play yeah. with words. jose San Jocelyn. Jocelyn. And, uh, Jocelyn,
1: Jocelyn will be joining Jocelyn's us uh, in, a, in a moment. Not there yet.
0: Somebody's got to read his notes. Yeah. All right. Let's kick off. Uh, Amy Chan, uh, yeah. you're working on curriculum development um, with the primary school, but I mean, uh, how challenging has it been to teach primary school level children with masks on? Has it made a difference? Uh, and and what is the policy going forward?
2: Okay. So I I try to I would like, I try to express uh, the situation now about uh, my school. So um, yes, as we know, since the mask mandate has been lifted, according to the EDB, this government's policy change would apply to all schools, so including our school. And parents in our school are allowed to decide whether to let their children wear masks. Actually, uh, in our school, from the recent observation, uh, I haven't seen many students take off their masks. I think there might be various causes for this phenomenon. First of all, pupils keeping wearing masks, probably only to, only to their parents' concern over infection weeks. So in the second place, with fear pressure, none of the students want to look different. And it might be due to the general lack of self-confidence. Students feel more secure with their faces covered up and they might need time uh, to adapt a new life without masks after the three years of mask wearing requirements.
0: Wow. Um, So do you ask the parents to indicate their preference for their child or are you just counting on the kids to show up at school and tell you, you know, mom said mask, dad said no mask? i mean or they are they filling out forms with and that the teachers have to review and enforce and, and all that
2: yeah actually uh we have uh this uh school notice, and we tell the parents to decide whether uh, to decide yes whether they, uh, they let their they like their children to wear masks or not or not so uh I have also asked some students and they give they give me some feedback about. Actually, they still need time to adapt this situation.
0: Uh, what, but what do the parents tell you when those? Well, first of all, are the parents completing the forms and sending them back? And if they are, what are they telling you?
2: You mean parents? Yes. Parents. Uh, um, actually, they. I think they are still worried about uh, the the infection, the the illness. So they keep. Less the children
0: wearing masks. Okay. Do Do you have a percentage? Is it like oh, no. eighty percent? we didn't. We didn't do this uh, research okay.
2: about the uh,
1: percentage. Yes. Right. And, and and earlier you said that some of these uh, students they are choosing to keep their mask on because not not just because of a concern about infection, but also because of a confidence. Yes. It is. It, I mean, <laughs> um, that yes. sounds a bit worrying. Are Are you worried? Oh. Uh, I
2: I think sometimes yes, but uh, why why I uh, why I say this? Um, actually, you know, uh, for education, uh, from the educational perspective, especially in the daily language classroom, masks hugely hugely hinder their understanding, A student cannot see the mouth movements. So on top of this issue, they can't learn proper. Articulation of sounds, or the words, or the meaning, which results in some inaccurate pronunciation. So I I, I think I hope uh, they they can accept this situation and try to not wearing masks in uh, maybe in some days. Yes.
0: Okay, uh, Mervin Chung, do you have a sense of what the bigger picture is across other schools, uh, across you know even into old uh, education for older children as well?
3: Now, um, the the whole thing uh, that is the the new um, policy became effective from from uh, first of March, uh, that is a Wednesday, and uh, from what uh, I I observed in the streets and also uh, around the school districts, uh, well, it it did it did seem that uh, there were far more um, children putting on their their facial coverings than than those who who didn't. I, I I would think that uh, that might be um, some kind of a advice from from parents because they might still be be concerned with uh, infections linger, uh, lingering around in the inner city. So, uh, well, it, it, to them it's always safer to put on uh, or, you know, on a mask for 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 a longer while because after all the whole thing uh, lasts already for three years and so doing it uh, for, for a bit more time shouldn't pose any big, big, uh, big problem mm. So maybe this is uh, the kind of general mentality that's with uh, parents and 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 also students as well especially those uh, who who are who are set to sit uh, for public examinations uh, over the next few months so they might be uh, even more cautious
1: but in this uh, i mean if that is their mentality is it healthy
3: it's not healthy but uh un- understandable now after all one thing that I, I i wish to point out is that um now the government announced a change in the in the mask mandate uh, that would t- take effect from from uh, from this wednesday and uh the whole thing was announced just one day before the um the the, the new policy became uh, effective so uh, schools, um, well, given less than one working day to make the uh, necessary adjustment or even preparation, um, schools might find it, uh, the whole thing a little bit too hasty. Mm. Now, the compulsory uh, wearing of masks by students, teachers and visitors on campus has already gone through a long period of three years and giving a little bit more time to schools to prepare for the, for the lifting of the mask mandate, uh, to me, it shouldn't uh, you know pose any big an, an issue. So why 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 the you know the, the abrupt change in in, 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 in the policy? Hmm. So schools might might be caught uh, unprepared. So at least, not sufficiently prepared for for the change, especially if they stage. Uh, at the same time, not scale activities on the first day or the mass lifting. Uh, now, uh, uh, imagine if they they held athletic we should schools, you know, advise students and parents to do, uh, say, on, on the busy spectator stands and, and other public places with people flying around. So one thing that is safe and simple to do is to carry
0: on with, with mask wearing. Mm. I mean, but if, if, if students show up at schools and they're like, I don't want to wear a mask. I'm just not going to do it. Are they are they being told to put them on? Are they getting harassed? Are there people saying, "Yeah, you don't have to, but you should"? I mean, is there is there pressure on teachers or students right now to mask up? Um,
3: I I guess there might be psychological pressure. But maybe a- a- Amy can can clarify. Yeah. Uh, because after all, um, that's been uh, you know for a long time, and you know <laughs> uh, people might have got used to it, and then they they, they were suddenly asked to to take off their their, their face coverings. Hey. So Many of them may, may still co- uh, came to the choice that, well, better wait and see. So yeah. for the time being, keep, keep, the, uh,
0: keep the mask. A- Amy, what, what's going on at your school? Are teachers taking their masks off? or students taking their masks off if they, if they choose? Are they like, yeah, and everybody, is everybody cool with that?
2: Um, actually, in my school, for under my observation, there are still most of the teachers wearing masks.
0: For those, but, but for those that don't, are they being pressured or harassed or I, reprimanded?
2: I think um, there are several reasons. Yes, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't ask them. But I, I, I guess yes. But but, Chan, uh, you, so you're, you're saying
0: they are being harassed or reprimanded? Pardon? Are, are you saying that teachers who don't wear masks are being reprimanded?
2: Does the the teachers still wear still wear masks.
0: <clears throat> but masks. if they don't, what happens? If,
2: that they,
1: they uh not not nothing happens if they don't wear nothing happens, yes, miss Chan um yes. did your school give uh teachers and students any any guidelines maybe actually, like oh we, maybe you can we, wear it in the classroom and then maybe when it's a you know like p e lesson sports lesson then you don't need to wear it is there some that kind of guideline or you just let them pick uh, actually we we just follow the
2: guidelines from EDB. I think a teacher can take off i, I think. There is a moment that uh the whole school taking off the mask. That's that is lunchtime. Yes. Then uh at that moment everyone take off the mask and, and enjoy the lunch. So, uh, uh for me on my on my viewpoint, actually, uh I think a greater focus should be placed on helping children or maybe teachers adjust to this change. Uh, you know, as most of them have had, uh, has has been, has uh, wear, wear, uh, wore the mask for a long time, has worn the mask for a long time, yes, you know. So actually some policy were set up before, moderately, which uh, reduced the impact of uh, this situation, the COVID-19, or somehow we can say that adapt the changes on the post pandemic uh, era you know, the post pandemic era, such as the resumption of full day school, uh, some in-person classes, uh, the the after school activities like uh, the sports or arts lessons, and having lunch at school earlier. Maybe these pressures, uh, no, these measures, measures had provided a transitional period for pupils and teachers and parents to
1: to adapt this situation Hmm. right and uh, earlier uh, mr um, chung you were saying that uh, the government's decision was uh, too sudden and uh, they should simply uh, let uh, students and teachers continue to wear the mask uh, at school but what do you think of the impact of wearing masks over the past three years on a student's education i mean isn't it time to just uh, get rid of them in school
3: uh may, maybe our our our, our experts who's going to join uh join discussion later can uh, uh, shed more light on the on, on the mm. topic. And mm. but anyway, uh the impact basically is, is negative. Uh because uh we, we can uh, lift um the the facial mask it will have educators with uh, uh, classroom teaching and also supervising.
4: Yes.
3: Now uh, we, it's already uh, been widely said that uh, it's, it's difficult previously to see if children were were actually participating in lessons, and uh, they have problems with language learning and all these things because with uh, with, with the, the mouth being covered by, by the facial mask, um, you know, people couldn't see each, each other in terms of the, the mouth movement in uh, in language uh, learning. So these are all, um, you know, setbacks for, 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 uh, for classroom instruction
0: and also, um, uh, and also the, the effectiveness at the receiving ends of the teaching process. Those are very good points made. And uh, to elaborate on that further, we have another guest joining us, Jocelyn Yu, a speech therapist at the pediatric clinic. Uh, Play with words, uh, Jocelyn. Uh, Mervin's, you know, highlighted the issue of of uh, the effectiveness of teaching. How hard has it been for you to do your work as a speech therapist?
5: Uh, It has been quite a difference. Um, So initially, when we were able to do um, speech sound, um, like speech sound therapy with children, we'll be able to. They can see our lip movement, so they can follow our models to um, follow the speech pronunciation. Now we're relying on our um, uh, speech, um, speech so we're just telling them on what to do with their lips and their tongue, but um, they won't be able to see our mouth, so it's pretty tricky. But um, mm-hmm. I know, in, especially in Hong Kong, we have some kind of mask that um, has a clear window at the at the front, so they will be able to see our um, lips movement, so that helps uh, quite a lot. But other than that, um, the mask does affect the sounds of... <laughs> our speech as well so maybe some of the sounds that has higher frequency um, children might not be able to hear properly and so it Mm. will affect how they talk as well um, and Mm. follow our model.
0: Got you and I mean are you anticipating that you will be able to make more progress faster with your students or or people that you're helping with their speech issues uh, now that this ban has been lifted?
5: Um, Yep, um, I do (laughs) hope so but also Using the um, more of other cues also can help the children to um, like um, follow mod- follow the models. Um, but having a more like more visual cues definitely would help more.
0: Okay, we, we've heard from uh, Amy Chan that you know a lot yes. of students lack confidence to take their masks off. Uh, do you find that's the same thing in a in a, in a uh, therapy session, uh, setting?
5: Um, Yes, uh, even myself as well. Because um, you know, with therapy, we are looking at we're looking at each other face to face, and um, yeah, there are lots of um, yeah particles moving around when we're talking. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a bit of concern, but also that is what we have to face normally, like even without a pandemic. So um,
1: yeah, and uh, and uh, Miss um, Yu, I mean. We're looking at uh, the pandemic. It's been going on for some time, for several years, and people have been wearing the masks. Um, have you seen an increase? or Are there more people seeking assistance from you for, for speech therapy? Um, I
5: mean, there has been a regular uh, need for speech therapy. Um, but I'd say that there will definitely be effects effect on um, children who have speech sound delay, because they, when they grow, um, especially around like even young age, about one to eight years old, they're learning speech sound from looking at their parents' mouth moving and um, looking at other facial expressions and yeah, mouth movement, and that would definitely increase um, their difficulties on learning speech sound. So. Um, I've, there could be possibility on more children having more speech sound delay because they won't be able to um, yeah, gain a lot of good models of speech.
0: Mm. Uh, I'm just going to go to our Facebook page where there's a lively discussion raging uh, about this issue. T.C. Tsang has got one of the comments on there. Uh, A lot of the comments are quite lengthy, so I'm going to be condensing them a little bit. Um, T.C. Tsang says, I find Hong Kongers locally and overseas attitude towards mass astonishing for the following two reasons. Again, I'm going to be paraphrasing a bit. One, it shows their paranoia of fear of death are excessive. Uh, Last year, they were vaccine hesitant over the littlest side effects. Now they're concerned about infections without masks. Are the lives of Hong Kongers that precious the rest of the world can move on, but they can't. Uh, Number two, he says it shows how good Hong Kongers are at normalizing the abnormal. Constantly wearing masks isn't normal human behavior, yet they're afraid of going out without a mask now. And he goes on to talk about when they lifted the mask mandate in Vancouver, where he lives. uh, And he said, Immediately, most uh, more than half people removed their masks, but Hong Kongers in Vancouver still chose to wear the mask and still do to this day. Um, I mean, Hong Kong used to be known as a city of swashbuckling entrepreneurs. Have, have we become a a city of fearful old, you know, kind of fearful old grannies? I mean, what what's you know? I mean, Amy Chan. Um, you know, I guess you know a lot of schools pay lip service to the idea of kids being independent thinkers. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of independent thinking going on at the schools.
2: Uh... Excuse me. Can you ask again about? I'm, I'm the-
0: saying we Hong Kong used to be known as a city of swashbuckling entrepreneurs, but now it sounds like uh, groupthink has got us. You know, no, no kid, even though kids know they're allowed to take their masks off, they won't do it because nobody else is. I mean, are we are we all kind of slaves to uh, peer pressure now? No independence of thinking in the in the schools. No. Uh,
2: do you means the some you means some. Uh, consequences about i'm not i'm not too
0: sure about yeah um, i mean Mervin, maybe this is something you know might be on your your concern radar for your concern organization oh. are, are do students have independence of thinking are there kids out there who are going to say i don't have to wear a mask i'm not going to do it just because everybody else is or are hong kongers becoming you know just go go with whatever the authorities are telling them are, are we have we changed
3: now this is something really ironic um, in 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 the uh, local curriculum it's always said that um, uh, the contents or or the teach uh, the, the the instruction to be to be given to students would would encourage them to become independent thinkers and uh, and then they should come to their own uh, thoughts their uh, their the analysis uh, before any any uh, follow up yeah. action is uh, is taken but quite quite often, you can find that uh, there's still the prevalence of, um, or, or or sometimes even the in do, you know, the domination, uh, you know, by uh, peer pressure, uh, even uh, uh, even up to the university campuses. So, if a group of uh, uh, schoolmates or classmates start something in a rigorous manner, and if they happen to be in you know, the convincing, there, there, can be, there, 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 can be, you know, substantial following by by fellow or schoolmates. So mm-hmm. that's uh, quite a quite common phenomenon, which I, I think deserves very serious consideration by the authorities.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, when we were kids, if your parents said don't wear that, you would walk out of the house and immediately put it on. You know, you would find these little small ways to rebel. But in Hong Kong, like, kids won't even take a mask off.
3: Yeah, yeah, that that that's the case. So because, but of course, uh, you know, uh, in, in in primary at this primary school level, um, students might might tend to be more influenced by 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 their parents and and also by by the peers. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they move up to the the high uh, academic ladder to to the more more, more senior classes, uh, they they might have uh, some personal preferences.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, um, so I want to, so I try fine, to, yeah. yeah, I try to, uh, e- uh, explore some negative consequences of wearing masks, uh, in my school. So, uh, I, actually, I, I found, um, some children, uh, cannot develop their emotional intelligence. Uh, may- maybe, yeah, yeah, they are lack of. Lack of some some chance to learn how to inter- interpret their their expressions, their facial expressions of each other, as well as teachers. So, so I think wearing masks uh, inhabits their social social skills.
0: Mm. Uh, Another comment from our Facebook page, Uh, Michael says, uh, you should study social programming and you might understand how we have been programmed. Mm -hmm. Two two years ago, we were told masking and vaccine would prevent us from getting COVID. Uh, He then goes on to talk about the effectiveness of that and how much masks works and government pronouncements on it. Um, But I mean, how how long do you think it's going to take before people change their behavior? I mean, uh, in Thailand, when I was there in October, there was no mask requirement. Everybody wore a mask, but now they don't. Japan, they still do. Um, do any of you have a thought mervin maybe on on how long it's going to take for Hong Kongers to uh, give up the mask?
5: I think it's going to take longer um, than other places because especially in Hong Kong, there are lots of education on um, how um, how hi- like hygiene like hygiene education and um, the importance of wearing masks and that um, and and how the 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 effects of like covid um long covid and things like that so um especially for hong kongers i think they are really aware of all of these and that yeah um they are um yeah more um how do i say that like conservative so um it might take a bit longer but at the same time hopefully um they will yeah <laughs> slowly Phase out,
0: phase it out. Okay. We're going to we're gonna come back to this topic after uh, our break for the news at the top of the hour at 9.30. I uh, would like to thank Amy Chan, who's in charge of the school curriculum development at Yan Chai Hospital Choi Tang Hak Wan Primary School. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Our other guests are going to continue with us, and we'll have a new guest that I'll introduce when we come back. Uh, looking at the weather today, fine and dry. Perfect for cock- clock and flap. Max temperature will be around 22 degrees With moderate fresh easterly winds and uh, the weekend also fine and dry, perfect weather for a music festival. Right now, uh, we are at 17.3 degrees Celsius and it's 51% humidity here at Backchat. Uh, We're just checking our Facebook to see if we've got any more comments from people there. As I said, you can get on that Facebook page and see some of the comments, uh, including this one from... Uh, T.C. Tsang continuing the conversation. He's worried that over-politicization of everything in Hong Kong is a serious problem. And he said, uh, he cites some politicians talking about how coexisting with COVID meant dying together with COVID uh, and goes on to discuss the political comment. Once again, get on our Facebook page if you want to get more of that action and get your views in on what we are talking about here at Backchat today. The mask mandate the lifting and in particular looking at education. I already gave you a hit on the weather, so I'll just reiterate that the temperature now is 17 degrees Celsius. And we are going to the news with Carol Musgrave.
1: Firefighters say they've put out a fire that raged overnight at a hotel under construction in Chimsachoy. Burning debris from the 42-storey building had set off small fires that were quickly extinguished. No one was injured in the fire. A meeting in Delhi of G20 foreign ministers has ended in acrimony with disagreements over Russia's attack on Ukraine, making a joint statement impossible. Russia accused Western nations of turning the meeting into a farce and blaming Moscow for their own failures. And the World Obesity Federation is urging governments to act because it predicts just over half of the global population will be classed as obese or overweight in just over a decade. I'll have more news at 10.
4: The Labour Department will hold the Exploring New Opportunities job fair at McPherson Stadium in Mong Kok on March 8th and 9th. More than 50 employers will offer a wide range of job vacancies
0: and accept applications on the spot please visit the labor department website at www.jobs.gov.hk or
4: call 2153 3984 for details
1: brain heart lungs liver stomach there are two more major organs at the back kidneys are low key by nature one in ten people suffer from kidney disease to varying degrees those with diabetes or high blood pressure or with family or past history of kidney disease are more at risk. It can be completely asymptomatic in the early stage. Regular checkups can help detect kidney disease early to avoid kidney failure. Let's care more about the kidneys for better kidney health.
0: And we're back on Back chat uh, here on RTHK3. And uh, today we're talking about the lifting of the mask mandates and, in particular, the impact on education and what students and teachers are doing. Uh, we still have on the phone with us uh, Mervin Chung, who's the chairman of the Hong Kong Education Policy Concern Organization, and Jocelyn Wu, who's a speech therapist at the pediatric clinic Play with Words. And I promised you a new guest, and we are going to deliver. We welcome Dr. Amos Chung registered clinical psychologist member of the register of clinical psychologists accredited by the department of health in the hksar good morning dr Chung. good morning good morning everyone welcome to the show so uh, i mean if you've been tracking psych- you know kind of issues in the world of psychology over the past three years what have masks done to our children
6: So well, initially uh, they are very not habituated to wearing masks you know, kids and teenagers, they like to fiddle them. But uh, eventually they get used to it and uh, believing that it's it's like a barrier of self-protection. And then now you're asking them to lifting it. Of course, that would cause a lot of uh, uncertainty and ease. And then maybe among some of them who are more worry-prone might actually feel uneasy about it.
0: We, we hear they feel so uneasy about it that even though they can take their masks off, they, they just, they're just not doing it.
6: Yes, because now they believe that it's like a safe barrier. And also it's been years that they are so accustomed to covering their faces. And now you are just asking them to, to remove it and show their faces in,
0: in, in a very short while. I mean, and what, what's going to change it? Are we going to have to wait for the cool kids or the cool teachers to lead the way and then others will follow?
6: or maybe they would find it uh, uh, more attractive or enticing them that, well, it's cool again, yes, uh, it, it can be fun, so that they would find uh, revealing uh, their faces again would be something that is interesting and happy.
0: Mm. And have you, have you heard from parents of children? Are parents uh, have, have you ever run into a situation where parents want their kids to take their masks off and the kids are afraid to do it?
6: I guess uh, both. Uh, Some of them are the kids who prefer to take their face mask off, and yet their parents are so worried. And also, some of them would be the parents would just like them to remove it, but but the kids would really afraid of doing so because of not being habituated to this environment again.
1: How long do you think um, this will last, Dr. Chen?
6: Well, uh, we have to do something uh, to help the population, especially those who are more anxiety and worry prone. For the for the general populations, well, things would ease out eventually because well, humans are very resilient; so we are adaptive in nature. But for a particular group of children and teenagers who are more easily worried, more easily anxious, well, that needs some help to ease them into this. Normal again.
1: Need okay. some help, as in uh, what, what kind of help?
6: Well, the sort of help would be like uh, 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 revealing themselves or taking their masks off in certain activities, like uh, some of the uh, physical activities. Then, then they can use get used to more like well, they can they can take off their masks uh, uh, in some of the classes, uh, so that eventually, slowly, they will get used to this environment again without uh, the feeling of a lot of uncertainties okay. and usually these feelings of uncertainties would not just be one that is uh, uh, cognitively uh, known but also has to be experienced
0: mm, I've got a, a, a poster on our Facebook and, and came by email from Karen uh, a bit of a heartbreaker she says, I teach at a private center, so I see multiple students from different schools. Most children I teach say they wear their masks at school and so do all their schoolmates. When I ask in a bit more detail, most of them, and all the girls tell me they've been told they are too ugly by fellow schoolmates to take their masks off. One girl told me her face wasn't very pretty, so it was best she covered up her face. Please, can school teachers look into this and make sure that this bullying is addressed and dealt with? This is a serious lack of confidence in many children now because of three years of mask wearing. Uh, Mervyn Chung, uh, is bullying part of this picture? Is that something you guys are are working to address? Um,
3: Um... That's bullying. Then I, I think it's uh, it's irrational. But I think uh, some kind of uh, uh, you know special attitude towards those uh, who go uncovered uh, might, might might be a reality, and this is something I I think uh, schools, uh, say principals and then class teachers should work to to correct um, uh, in 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 the minds of students. Uh, one thing is that. Um, uh, for, for schools. Uh, maybe uh, school principals and, and, and class teachers can take the need to uh, put off their, their marks in order to set a good example uh, that uh, this won't cause, cause students any trouble even if they, uh, they go uncovered it in, in school. Now one thing is that uh, I, I would uh, imagine that um, why, why parents are, are so reluctant to let their children um, to become uncovered uh, 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 in, in, uh, in school, that, uh, uh we we recorded that there there were repeated decisions to keep RAT uh, tests uh, uh, intact applied uh, to uh, students entering um, uh, school campuses, hmm. and then there, uh, there, there 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 were also repeated emphasis uh, okay. ongoing ongoing. Uh, on keep uh, wearing masks before admissions to school compounds. And uh, one one, uh, delicate point is that um, there probably uh, are still lots of masks in stores in most families. So, uh in order to play safe or uh, you know, for the children why not use them up all uh, in in the transition period after all um the decision rest uh, uh, you know uh, what them whether or not uh, their children should you know should, should choose to wear masks or not and eventually i yeah I agree that uh, things will easier um, um, not, without much difficulty and um uh I would imagine that uh, after the Easter holidays, uh, things might might, uh, might become uh, normalized in that uh, um, students um uh, will be more willing to uh, to uh, uh, lift the mask in, in going back to their classes because uh, during the Easter holiday, um, most of them would en- enjoy in different places uh, without the mask on. And then this kind of uh, joyful atmosphere will ease Uh, you put them at ease uh, in in, uh, forgetting the mask when when they go back to schools
0: yeah maybe a lot of the cool kids are going to be at clock and flap this weekend probably have their masks off and be posting it all over instagram uh set an example for the peers um, Ellen Fung uh, writes to us and says, "Parents think it's better protection to the children by still keeping their masks on. Students seeing teachers still wearing masks, they follow suit. I just saw a group of secondary students all still wearing the mask when having their PE lesson in the basketball court, and surprisingly, their PE teacher is also wearing a mask to conduct the lesson. I mean, the ban on masks during vigorous exercise has been off for months and months and months now, and yet some people just can't seem to give it up. Um, Jocelyn, uh, when you're when you're working with kids." Do you how do you how do you convince uh, reluctant parents to get rid of the mask so they can you know better have effect, have better effects with their speech therapy?
5: Um. Well, I would um, definitely like let them know that. Um, in like when when we do speech therapy, um, they have to look at our face and um, to learn speech sounds and also to learn. Um, the facial expressions, um, especially for with kids with um, ASD, like autism or Asperger's syndrome, they have difficulties um, understanding what um, others' facial expressions mean and their emotions. So, taking off the mask, that they um, it really helps them to to gain more information and um, process what others are trying to say to them, and like improve their comprehension as well.
0: Okay, but do you have a strategy for convincing parents in particular to say, "Listen, it's okay
5: <laughs> I think it's more of an education on um especially like in a therapy setting that it um, that it is required for them to to um, gain more improvements um, and also i will I would let them know that I'll be wearing like uh, maybe a face shield. Would, if if the, it's a really paranoid par- uh, parent, then that might help as well for for the kids if they're not wearing masks and even um, that I'm that they're not getting any germ from me. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, on our Facebook page, uh, TC and, and uh, Michael are having a bit. They're, they're really winding each other up, uh, which is great. We love a debate. Uh, TC says over politicization of everything in Hong Kong is a serious problem. Remember what Lo Chung Mao said about coexisting with COVID means dying together with COVID. Uh, the political climate at the time led him and others to overstating some things at the expense of public trust. Um, Dr. Chung, is there... An abnormal psychological condition, uh, like a, like a, a fear of not mask wearing in public, is there is there a phobia for that?
6: Uh, well, there is not. There is no specific uh, uh, mental health uh, disorder about face. Wearing wearing masks, but uh, those who are uh, uh, troubled by uh, anxiety disorders, mm-hmm. those who are very very troubled or afraid of uh, getting infected by germs, well, those would be the specific populations that we need to be aware of, and specifically the overemphasis of playing safe and the uh, overemphasis of of the risks of getting infected and also having serious uh, uh, illnesses uh, are an issue that uh, we need to to be careful because Mm -hmm. these overemphasis uh, of these things actually makes those who are very sensitive to risks, to to uncertainties, uh, to be uh, trying to oversensitize and already view these sort of things as uh, threatening.
0: Which is far from the truth. Hmm. You, you could get yourself in the uh, psychology textbooks if you coined the term no no maskophobia or something better than that. I hope, <laughs>
6: <laughs> hopefully, and hopefully that well these sort of things would be gone within yeah.
0: certain months. But like I said earlier, um, Japan still doing it. And, and uh, when I was visiting Japan, uh, my friend of mine is a professor there. Uh, he said they didn't they never actually had a mask a legal mask mandate. Because in Japan they didn't need one. They tell people wear masks. They wear masks. They you know they didn't even have to have a law about it. Uh, is is Hong Kong headed in that direction? I mean, is it is it is the peer pressure becoming uh, so great?
6: Well, you, in, in, to a certain extent, yes. But looking back at some of the examples uh, uh, back in in SARS, well, we we also see that there is a. A, a, a trend of wearing masks uh, in, uh, for a certain period of time. And mm-hmm. then people started to be getting back to the normal self again and not fearing that uh, uh, they need to wear masks for, in a lot of areas. So mm-hmm. things would slowly ease out, definitely. But in the same time, we also believe that well, we have to be sensitive to uh, a certain group of people who might be uh, uh, suffering from anxiety disorders or who are more anxious and worry for in nature
0: i mean uh, is this is this are we maybe becoming more cautious as a function of the aging of hong kong society or is this something that is being put into you know being put into people through the education system
6: well uh, i would see it as uh we are now more sensitive to the psychological aspects and the psychological impacts on our daily living so I guess these sort of discussions are good because it raises awareness and also it raises uh, 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 sensitivity in how to deal with this situation, but not just to sit on it
0: idle and let it die. Okay, uh, Mervin Jung, I'm going to ask you the same question, and then and then we're gonna we're gonna let you go a little early so we can free up the line for our next guest. But Mervin, um, yeah. are we becoming more cautious in Hong Kong, and is and if we are. Is it because we are aging as a population, it's just natural that older people are just generally more anxious about everything? Or are we teaching our students to be uh, <clears throat> more worrisome, more concerned, more more anxious about their general environment?
3: Well, uh, because the, the COVID-19 issue has become too threatening over the past few years, with over 10,000 people uh, having lost their lives, et cetera. So I, I think uh, it's more wonder that people uh, have be- uh, especially you know uh, uh, the children have become uh, very cautious and that, uh, and they are fully alert to the importance of being uh, clean hygienic and also uh, vigilant of the uh, of the possibility of virus spread. I think uh, uh, these are good things uh, in, 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 in the long run but of course uh, uh, our children must must also be taught to to be uh, with uh, independent minds and and uh, and also uh, accurate judgments about circumstances, uh, instead of being led uh, led completely by others. And uh, so uh, I think uh, they, 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 uh, there should be uh, even at the educational level uh, a review of the situation in order to um, share the kind of collective wisdom to, in, in, in the uh, in the school community, uh, you know, about this uh, COVID issue. So that uh, people can become so, uh, better aware, more intelligent, and uh, you know, uh, better prepared in in the case of any future uh, this kind of public health uh, 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 emergency.
0: Okay. Well, th- and, uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, thank you. That's Mervin Chung. He's the chairman of the uh, Hong Kong Education. Policy concern organization, um, Jocelyn Wu. Before you go, uh, any any final thoughts? Uh, any advice for parents that are maybe thinking about getting their kids into speech therapy, but are worried about, where you know, wearing or not wearing a mask?
5: Mm, um, yeah, I'd say early intervention is the key. If you wait until like uh, all the masks are phased out, then it might be too late for your kid to um, yeah gain as much learning and development as they could.
0: So maybe uh, get get on it now. Don't worry about the masks. Okay, thank you. That's Justin, yeah. you speech therapist uh, at the pediatric clinic. Play with words, uh, Amos Jung. Uh, we'll give we'll give you the final final word on the topic. You think maybe after Easter, people will start to uh, give it up a little bit? Uh, I mean, is is there any any other any other advice that you would give people that are that are, you know, concerned about whether whether or not they should be wearing masks? The most
6: important thing is we try not to over-concern a lot of things. Because mm. these over-concerns would only trigger worries that might not be reality-based. Yeah. So let's face the reality. Let's get onto things that are facts, but not out of our fantasies.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Amos Jung, registered clinical psychologist, uh, for joining us today. Uh, on our Facebook page, Ross uh, has a hopeful message for us. He says, people who've been abroad just about anywhere uh, will know that most countries have moved on from COVID, including mask wearing, with no discernible consequences. Ross has been to West Africa, Turkey, Greece and Northern Europe in the last six months. No masks and happy to report they are all alive and well. Thank you, Ross. Also has a link to a study... Uh, and ask why isn't anyone talking about it? I don't know. Maybe we hadn't heard about it until just now. So <laughs> we can have a look at it for next time. Uh, other comments on this topic before we move on. Uh, Bright Spark wants to wonder why we never discuss the lack of oxygen. How has deteriorated children's eyesight or people's health? I don't know anything about that, so I guess that's why. Uh, let's see. And am I missing a Jeremy? Says the reason why Hong Kongers are wedded to their face masks and related PPE is a, is symptomatic of hypochondria and the dread of disease which seems to permeate the city. And I think we had one from Marcus that I saw earlier on. He just said, I can see, I can now see why some people were happier with the mask on. I guess we'll have to get Marcus to elaborate more on that as we move on to our next topic here at Backchat. Also, health-related, what is going on in our hospitals? Things are falling apart, literally. Uh, Alex Lam is the chairman of the Hong Kong Patients' Voices. Um, Alex, we're, we're talking to you in the wake of a, another kind of a piece of equipment collapse while the patient was using it. Uh, what is going on?
1: You're listening to Backchat. Call us on 233-88-266 and have your say. 95 years of public service broadcasting. Stay tuned. we Hong Kong. I'm Christine Choi, the Secretary for Education. Congratulations on the 95th anniversary of RTHK and many wishes for its future success.
0: 95 years of public service broadcasting. 95 Stay years. tuned Stay with Hong Kong. All right, uh, we're working out of a new studio on a new format today. A couple of hiccups here and there, but that's what makes live radio so exciting. Also exciting is getting Alex Lam, chairman of Hong Kong's Patient Voices, to come and tell us about why things are falling apart in our hospitals. Alex, uh, good, morning. good morning.
4: Good morning. Why so excited?
0: Yeah, I mean, what's going on? We we've, tell us, tell us what's going on. There's been a couple of incidences where pieces of equipment yeah. have literally fallen yeah, apart they keep and, falling. and fallen from the ceiling. Can you tell us about uh, a couple of those?
4: Well, I, I I cannot really tell exactly what happened because there is a report from the DHA A uh, two days ago. Uh, the peers don't have any uh, much details about this, but fortunately, uh, no one was hurt
0: this time. I mean, we had a we had a, we had a, maybe I can elaborate a little bit. We had a piece of equipment uh, that is used to help move patients with mobility issues that was bolted into the ceiling and it literally fell with a patient. In it, so I presumably gravity did the rest of the work and brought them to the floor. Uh, we've had uh, pieces of equipment, overhead equipment used in operating theaters, that have just fallen down. Thankfully, not during an actual surgery. Uh, but what is this telling us about the state of operations and maintenance in the in the hospital authority hospitals?
4: Yeah, well, yes, I think that the AK HA has uh, quite a number of uh, hospitals. Running uh, every day, uh, so we can expect that there are quite a number of uh, equipment used uh, in uh, operation theatre or in the uh, ward for, for patients. So, uh, talking about this uh, uh, recent uh, falling incident that involved a uh, ceiling hoist uh, track, that uh, I I was told that there are, there, there are over 1,000 um, items of this uh, kind of uh, equipment used. Uh, in hospitals, so it is a quite a, a typical equipment for for patients who have a problem of uh, mobility so So when we see the news that uh, things are falling again, so we, we, we are not surprised because in con- considering the number of equipment uh, in use, however, I think that 's a problem of um, Uh, Equipment maintenance and inspection, Uh, when you look at the the recent incident about the the uh, surgical light falling down, which is a much um, severe situation because it might kill a patient uh, during the operation, but luckily uh, only a a staff was uh, hurt uh, with minor injury. So I think the HA has to maintain a system, a, a useful system, to to make sure that um, they have a regular regular inspection on a, a regular basis, uh, according to the the, the factory or um, the, the providers uh, recommended uh, intervals, to, to to make sure that all the parts, all the equipment are in good condition. Uh, in, in some cases, they may have to consider uh, if the equipment is too old. Let's say uh, over 15 or 20 years, they have to be replaced. And maintenance or inspection may not um, uh, solve the problem because uh, you, you don't know when the accident will come. So, so taking the, the uh, safety measure uh, with uh, airliners, uh, they, they sometimes they have to replace the, the landing wheel after a number of uh, landings, uh, even though the wheels are, you know, uh, uh, looking good but you don't know what happened inside the wheel. So they have to uh, force the replacement of the wheels after a number of landings. So in in hospital, I think that um, similar systems have to be in place to to make sure that uh, this equipment will not be uh, aging, causing uh, fatigue or other problems, uh, whether they are small parts or large. but but when it happens, it may it may uh, cause a, a serious damage to 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 uh, patients or or, or the, the staff.
0: And do you think the problem is that they don't have those protocols in place, or they do have them but they're not following them, or something else like maybe they're short-staffed and can't carry out the protocols on the proper schedule? I mean, do you have any any sense of what the problem I, is?
4: I, I cannot speculate. Uh, this time, because uh, the last time uh, they have uh, in uh, an investigation uh, by an independent uh, um, uh, um, engineer, uh, he actually found out that uh, the screws in the, uh, inside the, the, the surgical lights were all damaged uh, because of rusting, because of the uh, fatigue, uh, metal fatigue, causing the the the, the, uh, the falling. But that that. Uh, that would be another problem uh, or question as to who, how, how that happened because uh, two months ago there was an inspection. So there could be uh, an inspection that was done not thoroughly or there might be um, some um, laziness. We don't know. Um, so we, we, we have to make sure that uh, it won't happen. But you cannot possibly rely on the um, the... Uh, the people who who conduct the inspection uh, solely you have to have your own uh, independent um team of members to to uh, to double check the inspection or record or whether you, you do it the second time or you you select uh, a number of uh, um uh, equipment to conduct a second round of the inspection. It is a metaphor for, for DHA to, to consider.
1: All right. And, and uh, last time when the uh, surgical lighter uh, when it fell, um, there were immediate uh, inspections carried out on other similar surgical lights as a follow-up. So this time when we're talking about the ceiling hoist track, I mean, you said there are around a, a thousand of them. Um, do you think uh, these uh, these ceiling hoist tracks uh, should also be uh, inspected immediately?
4: Yes, I I, I would say so because uh, when when patients are using this, they are either very old, they are either very uh, fragile. So when when uh, when the track uh, uh, breaks down and it may cause um, serious um, injury to the patient, when you know, uh, obviously, when when, when you're using this, uh, the machine or equipment cannot um, hold the the weight and it, it break down. And so so when the patient is using this, it, it will be uh,
0: disastrous. Mm. And uh, I mean, so we had the incident with the falling surgical equipment, and did you see evidence of activity by the hospital authority that they were then going to conduct a major check on all their equipment across it? Did they realize there was a problem? and Or did they just check the surgical setting and didn't think about the therapeutic setting? I mean, what what has been the reaction to the hospital authority? Is there a sense of urgency?
4: What well, they, they- they learned a lesson because over the last uh, incident, uh, they they were blamed for not uh, revealing the the um, uh, the incident to the public um, quickly. But it's only a one or two days delay. But this time, I think the inspection has to be done uh, quickly. Uh, even though there are quite a number of uh, equipments of similar type uh, in hospitals, but because uh, it's equipment that uh, you use it every day, so so um, you know you, you don't know who will be the next victim.
0: I. Who does the hospital authority answer to? I mean, you're, you're the you're the chairman of the Hong Kong Patients' Voices. You you are, you know, representing patients uh, yep. to a certain extent. But who's going to hold their feet to the fire? Presumably, the bosses of the hospital authority. But who do they well, report to? I mean, we used to have a well, yeah.
4: Well, so, l- last time we we actually wrote uh, an email to the uh, Electrical and Mechanical Services Department. Uh, they have a team responsible for. Uh, conducting uh, you know, uh, medical, uh, uh, mechanical services inside the, the public hospitals. So I, I think the H.A. has to seek help from the, the department as to how this uh, maintenance or inspection can be done uh, in a better way uh, yeah. to avoid the, the, the incident.
0: But if we have more incidences, I mean, if heads will roll, who will wield the axe? I mean, is it the Secretary for Health will, uh, you know, go down to the hospital authority and start Laying waste to people. I mean, who, who's, gonna, who's 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 the boss?
4: Well, I, I think the, the uh, well, we 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 know Tonyco uh, Tony is the, the, the CEO of uh, HA. Uh, primarily, he has the uh, the responsibility to to tell the public that uh, what kind of uh, system they have maintained in the the HA to to make sure that uh, those equipment used on on uh, patients uh, are well uh, maintained. In good condition and safe condition, that uh, this incident is only a very, um, uh, um, an accident and not predicted. But we're yet to see how, how the DHA the maintain their equipment, uh, what, what kind of people are doing the inspection. Are they solely relying mm-hmm. on the um, the factory
0: Indeed. Or, or somebody else? Yeah. they got Well, Alex Lam, we're glad you're on the job, keeping an eye on them as the chairman of Hong Kong Patient Voices here on Backchat. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you to James Lung and Duncan Chan, the dean of the QGO studios, for backing us up today. Uh, you can tune in again for Money Talk on Monday. Uh, with, I'll be on with Carolyn Wright at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, we'll have Back Chat with Jim Gould and Mike Rouse. Thank you for joining us on Back Chat.